Hello, everyone, and welcome to what will be the first episode of a brand new project ran by me, Abby. Uh, before we launch into telling you what this project and campaign will be about, let me introduce our fabulous players and their characters. I'm just going to go around the Discord um, at random. Sol, you're not muted. You go first. I'm Sol. I'm playing uh, the Sun Elf Zoroka, uh, who is a wizard. And he is down for completing the mission as soon as possible. Hell yeah. All right. Uh, Sandy, how are you? Hi, I'm Sandy. I'm playing as Miz, a variant human rogue. And uh, he doesn't really know what to do right now. He's kind of just trying to find his own purpose and goal. Aren't we all? Uh, I feel like that leads into Ian. Hello, Ian. Are you okay? How are you? I'm doing. I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. Uh, I. My name is Ian, or I'm Justin. I am currently playing Xander, a elf rogue uh, with, with a mysterious batting left to lose. <laughs> okay, I don't know. <laughs> uh, you you heard correctly. We do have two rogues, so this will be a great campaign. I cannot verify that. I only just got his backstory, so I do not know if what he's saying is true. Um, that brings us to our last, but definitely not least, player, Keo. Hello. 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 Uh, hi, I'm Keo. I play Kaylin, our resident Shadar Kai uh, warlock. Uh, she's down for making some money, so that way she doesn't have to work anymore, because working is boring. Living the dream. <laughs> Amen. Um, wouldn't we all want to just get rich, retire early? That sounds wonderful. What's retirement? <sighs> right? Who are millennials? We don't actually know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited to get into this. Um, so first off, let me tell you what to expect from this fun venture. Basically, this is a campaign I've been working on for a few years that's gone through a few iterations, a few parties, and a few hundred hours of work to really nail down all the details and get it recording ready. While many of the undertones can get dark and serious at, at times with mystery and dark secrets throughout, you can expect a lot of laughs, RP, and enough combat to keep everyone happy. There will be dungeons and perhaps even, you're right, some dragons. We will be leveling fast, starting at level 3 and ending at approximately level 12. Uh, there are 10 main missions that the overall story follows, so this is kind of a shorter campaign. Um, lastly, uh, I will be using the Rule of Cool a lot. It's my game. My goal is fun, and I don't want to slow things down by, uh, you know, arguing about rules too much. So if you're a rules lawyer, yeah. Um, campaign set in a fantasy world of high magic, not too different from the Forgotten Realms, but with some differences in origins. Thousands of years ago, extremely powerful dragons shaped the main continent of this world into eleven realms, resembling a large wheel. At the center is the capital of the realms, Dragon Glen, a neutral and thriving, massive city for all types of folks and races. At the end of each spoke of the wheel, uh, the other ten realms have been shaped to suit the preferences of the five types of chromatic and five types of metallic dragons. For thousands of years, these dragons and then their many descendants ruled their realms and the individual territories within as they saw fit, mostly unhindered by the politics of other realms, except a few times a year when dragon delegates 
Delegates from the realm capitals met in Dragon Glen to hash out any issues, laws, and whatever else needed. It was essentially a world made by and for dragons, with humanoids living within the realms as they would in any other place. However, the rule of the dragons came to an abrupt and mysterious end 250 years ago. All at once, with no explanation to the people of the realms, all of the dragons seemed to completely vanish from the continent. There were no answers to be found, or at least no answers given to the people of the realms. After a time of discord and chaos and restructuring, the people, no longer acting mostly in the interest of the dragons, came together and thrived. In these realms, artificers over the last few centuries have come up with many, many improvements to the quality of life and travel and all kinds of things, with many of their inventions sponsored by the illustrious and almost omnipresent Adventurers Guild. But everyone knows the Adventuring Guild here. The Glen Forcers, based out of Dragon Glen, have been around for more than three centuries now. There's no job too big or too small, and they often act as extra executive branch of government when small towns can't handle larger issues on their own. So, that background given, um, just a few other minor details. I don't like fussing with all the little stuff, so all of the players will already have haversacks. Um, there is a guild dispensary, so they don't have to worry about spell components unless... You know, as they get higher level, if there's a cost associated with it, the guild isn't about to just start throwing diamonds at people, you know. Um, or, you know, if it's something like super rare, like the blood of a caster killed within the last 24 hours or something like that. Because I know that is for a certain spell. Um, also, if there are, if you have spells like Find Familiar and things like that, um, I am going to assume that you cast it before starting your day. Um, I'm not the kind of DM that will punish players for not specifically saying they did something that should be assumed, such as, oh, you didn't say you put on your boots this morning? Like, I'm going to assume. Um, I'm going to assume your spells are prepped for wizards and whatever. Your familiar is summoned if you need to do that, that sort of thing. So um, if you're looking for the nitty-gritty everyday, you know... Every moment being played out, that's not what this is. This is for fun. Um, any players want to add anything or say anything before we launch into mission and session one? I am going to preemptively apologize for all of the puns that are about to happen coming from our lovely DM because she is a horrible person and she's going to attack us with it so much. And yet we love her. I thought you were going to apologize for adding puns, and I got excited for a moment, <laughs> and then I realized oh. you were apologizing on my behalf. Excuse me. Yes, I, I, I don't. I don't pun. I'm. I'm not sorry. I. I don't. I don't do that to people. I do bad dad jokes, but I don't. I don't pun. I. I mean, I put in some punny stuff, but I mean, it's not too much. It is. It is. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> we all have a good time. I just need this to start with a counter, just like pun, pun, pun. It is a pleasant early spring morning in the city of Dragon Glen. The day before, everyone had received a summons via their guild emblem to come in the morning. There is a feature on the guild emblem that everyone has. Uh, there is a sun and a moon. 
When summoned to come either in the morning or the evening, the sun or the moon glows and makes a chirping sound until the guild member presses their finger on it to acknowledge their summons. Rapid blinking means to come on the same day ASAP. So it's basically like a pager. It's a fancy arcane pager. Um, with each mission, you're given a few pieces of paper. Usually there's a page or two with mission details, including expected completion time, the difficulty of the mission, your pay, and any other details you need to know. You're also given an inventory request sheet that tells you what you're allowed to request if you choose to use the guild resources from the mission. For the most part, I'm going to assume you've got like your starting gear, water, stuff like that. It's just going to be assumed. This morning... The Glenforcers Guild is basically empty, as it seems like your group is the only one that's been summoned. Um, Henga is at the front desk. You're in the lobby of the Glenforcers Guild. Um, nice wood floors, some rugs. To your left, there is a job board that is pretty sparse at the moment. And you see the large, towering figure of Henga. The half-orc receptionist, executive assistant, whatever you want to call her, she gets it done. And she is standing there sipping on her coffee. Um, and I'm going to say it's kind of up to you who would be coming in first. Um, and if you want to come in and describe the appearance of your character. Like, what is what do all of your teammates see? Um, who wants to go first? I'll go first because I legitimately have a reason to be here this early in the morning. <laughs> um, so Kaylin uh, is uh, dressed in her plain leathers with her dagger straps to her hip and just generic adventurer's clothes that give no indication whatsoever that she is a magic user. She is also leaning uh, against the counter trying to chat up Hanga because of course she is and has a cup of Something to keep her awake because she is a nocturnal human, uh, Shadarkai, and she is not about this. I am very upset that I am awake this morning. Why did we get the summons so early? I would like to go back to sleep now. Uh, yes. So, fun fact um, in this world, there is a coffee chain. It is called the Cat's Cloffee, and it is run by Tabaxi. It is literally just Starbucks. It's it's just Starbucks run by Tabaxi. You go in, you can get a frappuccino. Don't ask questions. It's just magic. Just why are you like this? Uh, Henga is kind of just, you know, nodding along uh, to whatever you're saying. Obviously not listening. Like she deals with adventurers hitting on her literally all day. Um, and she's just kind of like prepping. Uh, you can see it as your own. Uh, papers. Miz it hasn't arrived. Uh, hasn't arrived to the lobby yet. As he just opens the door and makes his way in. Um, you know, being a slumlord does uh, require to get up early in the morning to collect rent. Um, <laughs> so he just he just walks in through the door, just grogging. Uh, he sees Kaylin, doesn't really say anything, and just waves his hand and just goes sits against the wall. Kaelin is going to direct his attention uh, to the other uh, uh, cup of coffee on the counter and turns it and it has his name on it. (laughs) Because she she knows. She remembers this. Just just like, I also got you one because this is bullshit and I appreciate this. Miss size. And then he just gives a smirk and he walks over and takes a coffee. (laughs) 
Cheers, my friend. This is a bribery to keep some of the stabbing to a minimum, yeah? Never enough stabbing. I said minimum. Which means at least two to three. That's too little. Uh, so uh, Zoroka then comes in, and as he peers in, he's wearing uh, leather armor, black, and uh, he's wearing like a, a brown belt uh, with normal, something, a lot of light armor, something that you normally wouldn't, wouldn't really be seeing a uh, wizard wear. Um, but he kind of peers in and he looks and he sees the other two from the other day who he worked with. Uh, he doesn't pay them any attention. Uh, he simply walks over to the uh, half-orc and he simply puts his hands behind his back and he says, So, are there any missions for today? Henga just looks at you, glances over at Kaylin and Miz and says, Yup, that's why you got summoned. I'm working on it. You're missing someone. I would assume you mean Xander. You got it. As she kind of slides the paper, one of the papers that you need towards you, and it does list Xander on that page. Speaking of Xander. Xander comes uh, striding in. He is a um, fairly tall wood elf. Uh, he has his hood down at the moment, so you can see his pointed elven ears, uh, tan skin, uh, like a greenish black hair uh, that he has uh, slicked back kind of long in a ponytail. His outfit is uh, like leather armor that is uh, lots of green and browns and gold. Very ornate. Very uh, doesn't necessarily scream rogue. Like it's kind of like part of it's kind of bright. Um, but he just uh, he he just makes do with it. Uh, as he walks in, he's like, ah, I feel like my ears are burning. Must be. Uh, must be someone must be talking about me, he says, as he kind of wanders in and uh, walks up to the rest of them at the uh, bar and is just like, uh, I see I'm the last one here. <laughs> just the silent grunts of... <laughs> 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 yeah, uh, Hanga pushes the final piece of paper towards you so you can get uh, your gear, which we'll skip past that, but I will read your mission summons. Uh, the top page says, you're being summoned to Direwood on an investigational mission. Reports of baby dragons and odd happenings in the area are cause for concern. Requests to cooperate with the local law enforcement have been ignored as they say the claims are unproven. and It's a waste of resources to send their men out so far. The local farmers being negatively affected have reached out to the guild directly for assistance. The previous guild member sent out to investigate has not returned or sent word since last week. Your mission is as follows. Investigate the whereabouts of guild member Haral and investigate and report back on the reports of baby dragons in the area. If these reports are true, send word back immediately. Do not engage unless provoked or if serious harm would come to citizens otherwise. Please teleport to the Direwood HQ. You can meet with the representative there, or you can go straight out to the farm. And you also see um, one of the pages that you are given is a map. Easy to read. Everything is marked. You are good to go. So one thing I'll say real quick, uh, as Xander is reading over this like mission summon, uh, you'll see his face 
kind of light up more than it has yet. Like y'all, 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 y'all been on at least one, you know, quest with him. You may have seen him around before. He's always seemed kind of, you know, tense. Not necessarily tense, but always kind of intense. I guess is a better way to put it. Always kind of, you know, narrowed eyed or whatever. But as he's reading this, he's like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. He seems to be like lighting up a little bit and seems kind of jittery, almost like like he's excited to to do this. Kalen will give him a suspicious side eye, like, are you okay? Have you had coffee? How much have you had? Do we need to cut you off? Uh, no, I actually haven't had any coffee yet, but uh, would would like some. But um, no, this is just, isn't this intriguing? I mean, possible dragons. I mean, that's so cool. Henga just rolls her eyes and kind of leans over the counter just a little bit and says, you do know we get... Re- uh, requests to investigate this sort of thing every week. Yes, I know, and I've... This is grunt work to keep you out of the North at the moment, so you should actually be glad. I know, I am good, but no, I, I, I know we get a lot of stuff like this all the time, and trust me, I mean, I've, I've, I've gone on a couple of these wild goose chases in the past, but I don't know, just any time there's a chance to see dragons, I'm always excited. Right. You and everyone else that has been sent on the hundreds of dragon investigation missions and come back empty-handed. You have fun. It's probably the uh, farmers out there with a little bit too many, you know, mushrooms in their moonshine or something like that. That's kind of exciting because I'm from Direwood, so, you know, I kind of know the area all right. So, you know, it's going to be great. (laughs) Oh, good. You have a guide. Yeah. She kind of, like, makes the shooing motion, like, get out of my lobby. Get out of here. <laughs> Done with you. Yeah. Her rippling biceps kind of, like, flexing as she does so. Like, she is jacked, also. Well, Sandra will just kind of give a slight nod and will, like, fold up the, like, mission summons and kind of just put it into his into his uh, armor, like I put it into the cloak. Shall we? I do believe you would leave without us if we didn't follow at this point. <laughs> I might. The sorrow wish must be off. Why, why do you even do this? <laughs> you will leave Mr. Fabby alone. It is too early in the morning. It is too bright for him. He would like a nice, dark, shadowy place to sit in. I'm just legitimately curious. Okay, we've got on this will be our second mission going together. And just the whole time, he's just like, I don't want to be here. <laughs> I have better things to do with my time. I want to get this over with. Let's keep going, then. As we're walking out, she goes, Hanga did legitimately say this was busy work, so... Fair enough. Zoroka just sort of looks at the rest of the party, and then he's like, Let's make this swift. If they're all dragons, they need to be controlled and dealt with. Dealt with? Let us make our way. You all head out of the Glenforcer lobby. So, you don't have to go directly to it. You can also swing by the wonderful quest by. So everyone had a chance to look over the items that I posted in quest by, which is your discount magic shop. Uh, there's no clearance bin just yet, but uh, so all of these items should work correctly. Uh, yeah, Sander's actually extremely interested in the top two things, the necklace and the bomb. But if anybody else would like any of that stuff, they can have it. Just That is what he is interested in. Yeah, there's more than one. 
So okay, the magic cool. arrow necklace is an arrow-shaped pendant with a blue gem in it that points at the strongest magic around. You must specify the distance in miles or feet and say search to activate it. It can be used five times per day this way, and it is 25 gold. Uh, the other item is the voice-changing lip balm, great for people who frequently need a disguise. More on the top lip makes your voice higher. More on the bottom makes your voice lower. It contains about 50 uses, and that is five gold pieces. Yeah, Xander will go ahead and buy both of those. You got it. Mark that off and add those as custom items. I believe they they may or may not be in the homebrew and D&D Beyond. Um, I don't remember where I stole all these items from. Some of them I made myself. The rest are probably just in the homebrew section there. Um, so nobody wants the cat ear headband? <laughs> <laughs> no. Gives you advantage on perception checks involving hearing, but lowers your persuasion by one due to making you look like a filthy weeb? Nobody wants that? So Zero what you're telling me is that. I would just use it in very specific locations and immediately take it off and when I come to civilization. Okay. Um, I never will... said you can't do that. <laughs> okay. Kalen will also get uh, the lip balm. Okay. Uh, I'll take the one of each for the top two. Okay. All right. Uh, make a note in your character sheets. I can't get the top item because it would just point at myself. <laughs> so magical dream big it cost me nothing <laughs> you all head to the teleportation hub in downtown dragon glen a short walk from the glenforcers guild headquarters um for you this is normal but um it's essentially a nicer magic marta um, and it contains teleportation circles to all of the realm's capitals. And for some of the other areas, there are some uh, multiple to areas like especially Heartcliffe um, has enough money to have multiple permanent teleportation circles. Um, simple to get a ticket that is included with your requisition forms, so you don't have to worry about that. As you're heading there, I mean, it's it's a normal day. There's people walking around, chatting, hur hurrying to work. Kids are dodging in and out of clusters of people, mostly avoiding you all because you look like not all of you would appreciate kids playing near you. I think they get the vibe of that. So uh, none of them really get close to you. You head on through, and you're greeted with a simpler building in Direwood. Um, as it's the only teleportation circle in this particular hub, it's more like a small building, not much bigger than a small shop located in the middle of the city. Vellawood um, appears to be pleasant. It is a thriving, agriculturally focused town. The tiny lobby opens to the middle of the town square, a bustling market area full of stalls where farmers are selling their wares. People of many races are shopping and socializing, and the few town guards you see are relaxed and making conversation with townsfolk. You know from your map, the Guild HQ is only a few blocks north of where you are. That is where your horses are to take you the several-hour ride out to uh, what is marked on your map as MC Farm. You all grab your horses, I'm assuming. And head on out. It's a nice day. Uh, good spring weather. The route is mostly roads through peaceful woods and some farms. The occasional tiny village here and there. Um, nothing really of note happens on your way out there. 
at this moment. You know, we're just getting started. It is a couple hours ride, and this is through what was previously Green Dragon territory. As you're riding out, is there anything you all want to discuss with each other before you get to the MC farm? All right, Mr. Excited One. You said you were from here, right? Uh, that is correct, yes. I am from this uh, area. Did you like it? Are we running from it? Do we have to worry about a jilted lover coming out of nowhere to talk to you? Like No, no, nothing like that. Um, I, uh, I liked it here for the most part. Uh, me and my family uh, kind of had the run of the place for a long time, but uh, I don't see them much anymore. But uh, we just, um, you know, it's a nice place out here. I like it out here. Just a lot more to do out in Dragon Glen. Tis a fair point, and I, re- I can respect it. Where are, you, where are you from? What do you do? I actually used to be a part of the Bounty Hunters Guild. Uh, is it recruited, or is it kidnapped into the Adventurers Guild? I don't know whether to call it kidnapping or headhunting, but I was, um... You know what? Let's go with requisitioned to the Adventurers Guild. Um... <laughs> 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 Uh, it was safer than bounty hunting. Uh, I would like to, you know, live to enjoy the money. I will soon. I will eventually be earning to retire. Uh, no, I was actually um, from uh, Hartcliff. Me and my my parents and my very annoying older sisters, much like you. It was a decently quiet community, um, but yeah, sometimes it could get really boring uh, outside of the main city. And it's a lot harder to not get pigeonholed into staying if you leave. Otherwise, you're going to be a farmer, you're going to be a politician or a merchant and all kinds of boring things. I like to step, well, mm, correction. I like to facilitate, uh, <laughs> I like to facilitate the stabbing. Hence why Mr. Stabby is a good friend of me. <laughs> Abby, would you allow me to make a history check? Oh, yeah. Green dragons. Yeah, go ahead. First roll of the campaign. Don't disappoint us. Fifteen. Fifteen. All right. What are you trying to history check specifically? Uh, Green dragons. What do I know about them from history and of their existence now? So green dragons um, from Direwood. They are lawful evil. Uh, like many chromatic dragons. Um, most of you growing up, if you had any kind of you know, public education, um, you know at least a little bit about the different dragons, kind of like as a history thing. Green dragons, um, their main breath weapon is poison. And I mean, like a lot of chromatic dragons, um, they like to terrorize their... Uh, targets if they are hunting they're very manipulative there's they like to scheme um that sort of thing i mean they they live in the woods um you can't really track a green dragon through their own area they got long legs kind of picking and choosing uh information here <laughs> um <laughs> was there something specific besides that no no i just wanted for? to know what in terms of the history of like what do we know about them in in this area general yeah uh so so zaroka then peers over to kaylin and he kind of like uh raises an eyebrow and he says kaylin what of advice she just kind of looks at him like what 
A fool is made more of a fool when their mouth is open than their mind. Keep note of that, and be careful telling too much to people. That is wonderful information to have, if it mattered. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I'm from Heartcliff, so what? <laughs> My family can or cannot be there. He looks over at Miz and he says, Well, let's just say I don't know what your companion may do, but just be careful talking about your family in front of people you don't know. They'll live. Let's hope so. (laughs) (laughs) They'll live. (laughs) You go kick that hornet's nest if you want to. You can stick your dick in crazy. I shall not. (laughs) (laughs) Only a word, only a friendly word of advice. That is all. I didn't realize I wasn't allowed to trust guild members anymore. Okay. I mean, it's not bad advice that he's offering, but I mean, as far as I'm concerned, I think we're all, I mean, it kind of seems like we have a trend going of uh, us uh, being partnered together and going on quests. Might be good to know each other a little bit. Hence the, I have a family. (laughs) (laughs) I'm being devil's advocate for both of you right now. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. No, you know, it's like, I mean, if you would rather I not trust you, okay. Um, I, di- I didn't realize this was, I can't trust the, some of the guild members anymore. This is news to me. Whatever shall I do? All the despair I have in my heart that I cannot trust the people I adventure with to not stab me in the back. Oh no. However, will I pick this fight? <laughs> so we're still, like, right now his his eye is just twitching as she's continuing on <laughs> and she knows <laughs> on that note uh ms uh Zeroka, uh anything you're willing to let and the rest of us know about yourself apparently not your, apparently not your whole reason or your family what is your favorite color <laughs> never mind <laughs> mr stabby we know your we know yours is black Dark red, I would say. Uh, the color of blood. Color blood. <laughs> are you? Are you? Is it? Is it? Do you not like the bright red blood, or do you specifically like the dark blood that has been spilled and it's been sitting for a minute? Dark blood, because it tells me it's old. It tells me the job was already done. Mm-hmm. Okay, but like, what if it's like one of those races that doesn't have red blood? You know, I've I've seen I've you know I've cut some things in the past: blue blood, green blood. You know, like doesn't matter. It's all dark in the end. Zoroka looks over at Maze and he looks over at Xander and says, "I can see why a slum lord likes the sight of red blood. It's typical. He has." Seen a lot lately. I'm actually that, that's a good point. Slumlord. Uh, I, I think I've heard your name around before. Uh, you run the slums? <laughs> Part of it. Why? You're looking for a place to live? No, no, I'm just making conversation, getting in there. Um, no, no, I uh, have a little bit more. Uh, I don't know how do I put this. Uh, a little bit more pride in myself to go live in the slums. I don't know. Maybe that's a good way to put it. That doesn't sound as offensive as it could have. Oh, don't worry. It was still a little offensive. I respect the slum business. It's a, not a typical 
job who everyone looks how you know who's happy about it but he does what most people don't and he gets the job done i respect it oh yeah no i completely agree someone's got to do it i mean if he doesn't do well you know <laughs> someone else is going to do it might as well be me hey man you do it because you're just so efficient at it we're not prying. We're not prying into your affairs. But as long as you're swift with that blade, like you were last time against that owl bear, that's all that matters. You can count on that, then. Excellent. Well, hold on, Mister Mister. I don't trust people. What's your favorite color, then? Yeah, I was about to. I was about to move on. Zoroka, what 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 is there to know about you that is willing to be put out there? Know about me? Hmm. Zoroka just kind of looks up. All you need to know is that I just tried to get the job done as fast as possible. I don't like to pry into other people's backgrounds. As long as you are swift with your weapon and skills, as I've seen from you three, that is all I need to know. So don't you, don't invite you out to the bar after the mission is done. Okay. Indeed. Caitlin, I would gladly join you at the bar after the mission. See, there's there's nothing like a good hooray, I didn't die drink. <laughs> and they say and they say all rogues are the silent edgy ones. No, no, that's just Mr. Stabby. <laughs> and apparently he's a roker as well. <laughs> I didn't expect the uh the wizard to be edgier than my rogues. <laughs> I'm here for it. I'm here to see how this works. You know, <laughs> you also would know about each other. The guild does not do background checks <laughs> on their guild members. It's more of making sure there's no active warrants. No, then you're good. <laughs> Here, you're an adventurer now. Some felons don't get to, you know, like, because technically, you know, there's like sentences for murder and stuff, but you also have a lot of long lived races. So I feel like if you've committed heinous crimes they don't let you in but it's mostly just checking for warrants um well time so, for me to go yeah <laughs> um i i would hope none of you have open warrants because that would be news to me <laughs> um, uh, so i was going under a different name it's cool <laughs> right i mean <laughs> why do you think we got the lip like that was a lifetime ago. Right? Xander will, like, as we're on the ride and stuff, occasionally Xander would be like, remember that place? You know, I point out, like, we're like, I've been here. I know that place. <laughs> like... I love it. Um, so, following the map and probably Xander's intuition, uh, you pass through um, lots of different farmlands. It's kind of a wooded area um you know like in chunks of wood mostly areas around the bigger cities have been pretty cultivated um but the farther out you go the bigger the clumps of trees are the more forested it is and there are just huge trees very old um and you realize you're coming up to one of the biggest forests in Direwood. And the farm you're looking for is one of the last one that is kind of backed right up against the tree line. You see the simple sign nailed up on a wooden arch that says McDonald with a gold M. 
<laughs> is it Arch? Opposite. Uh, it's technically spelled M C D Y N L D. McDonald, but I believe he had a foreman named uh, Big Mac. Uh, he might. You, now you're, you you can go investigate in a second. Um, is this farm gonna be filled with puns? <laughs> Find out. Um, hearing your approach, a few dogs start barking and run up to greet you, but they're wagging their tails and they're not getting too close to your horses, so they're not really much of a bother. Uh, the farm itself is a typical farm that you would see in the area. Um, sprawling with freshly planted fields there's a big barn a grain silo an old brick ranch house Uh, one of the big fields stretches out a few acres towards the forest and then you see that there is a strip of about 50 feet of recently cleared land uh, between that fenced in field and the tree line Um, and it looks like it's been basically clear cut right up to the tree line where all of the underbrush and the woods and the trees start and almost a not perfect, but mostly um, vertical line. You all see as you are kind of walking in on still on horseback, I'm assuming um, there's a man carrying a pitchfork over his shoulder that comes around the side of the barn to see what the dogs are barking at and gives you a wave. Uh, You see he's a tall, slender, older human man uh, with bright red hair, kind of on the paler side for a farmer with like chapped red lips, Um, you know, some yellow overalls on. I love the look. I wish you all could see the look that uh, Kyo is giving me right now because it is personally giving me life. I turned off my light for this. You did. <laughs> I could. I could still see you with with the light on, so it's fine. Um, but you see, the farmer gives you a friendly wave and says, "Well, howdy there. How can I help y'all?" Uh, are you the old McDonald that had a farm? Well, I sure am. Uh, I don't know. I feel pretty spry for my age, but you know, this is I'm, my farm. I'm an old and more of a like uh, that good old, good old, not not like an age wise, but you know what I'm. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, you know that <laughs> farm's been in the family for generations. That's yeah, what yeah. you mean. Yeah, yeah, yes, of course, of course. Uh, yes, we're here from the from the guild. We uh we received um the mission summons and we're told to come and uh, get with you, I believe. Oh, good. Finally, they sent someone out after that last guy was just so useless. Um, you know, the town's guard, they won't do nothing about it. And honestly, I think it's the darnest thing. You know, they hear dragon and they just dig in their heels more than my mule Chessa does. Anywho, started a couple weeks ago. I thought it was just a big old pack of wolves because I couldn't catch them, but I was finally able to see them myself about two weeks ago, I think. Uh, bigger than some of my dogs, that's for sure. I'm fast as hell, slicker than a fox. But over the last few weeks, they've dragged off a couple of cows and some sheep, killed one of my dogs and hurt another, and... I mean, the rest of the dogs that are still alive here, they got smart and sounded the alarm, but now they're staying away. But, you know, these dragon always, they come at night in a pack, but I can't really tell how many there are, and I ain't good at tracking once they get into the woods over yonder. Uh, And he points with a thumb 
towards the woods. Um, you, you saw them yourself. Oh yeah, big old lizardy things. Um, at least a couple of them. You know, they come in the middle of the night. I'm still waking up. So people think that you know, old McDonald's drunk again. But you know, it it's happened in the wee hours of the morning. You know, I know uh, what I saw. Insight. Check this. <laughs> Go for it, please, please do. I also want to do an insight check, but I want to ask him a couple more questions before I do. Um, I mean, you can do insight check now and later. Okay, I'm, I'm not going to be like, no, you can't roll. Uh, so uh, that's, that's pretty good. Eighteen. Eighteen for Eight. me. And uh, Kalen got a thirteen. He seems pretty straightforward. Might be exaggerating on a few tiny details, like, you know, he said something about a pack of them. Maybe there's not that many. Maybe he's just a little embarrassed that they're getting the best of him and he hasn't been able to catch them. Uh, can I make a history check to see if I remember if pack tactics are a thing green dragons do? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Like, there's a whole pack of them. Uh, <laughs> considering the area, um, that is a lot better. Um, do, 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 do. That is going to be 18. Absolutely not. <laughs> Kobolds use pack tactics. Green dragons, like most chromatic dragons, um, they will clash with other dragons over territory. They will not share. Um, they are selfish. They are lawful evil. Um, so you got like a, you said 18. Yeah. If they get pissed off about like territory disputes, they will wait as long as they need to even years before they strike back and get revenge over another dragon, uh, easing into their territory. They're like, nope, going to make this painful. Even if it takes years, they do not play nice with others. With that eighteen, would I know? Would I know if any other dragons are more cooperative? Let's say uh, metallic dragons. Mm. Uh, but you are in the heart of Direwood. Um, the chances uh-huh. of finding a, even if dragons were around, like back in their heyday when they were in charge of literally everything, you would never find a metallic this deep. Uh, this is this is green dragon territory. If a, if if the dragons kind of got too deep into each other's territories, it was it was to start a fight. Um, they don't cooperate well. Uh, by this point, Zender has actually pulled out like uh, like a like a journal and like a like a quill or whatever, and is kind of taking notes as he keeps talking. And, and Zender's like, "No, so you said you saw them." Um, how many uh, how many legs were did they have? Were they walking on four or two? Were there were their hand were their claws on the wings that that were like winged arms? Like he's just asking like all these inquisitive questions. <laughs> uh, he kind of pauses and scratches his head and says, "Now hold on, that's a lot of questions, one at a time, um." I mean, I've seen them picture books, and I went to school for more than a few years, so I've, I know what a picture of a dragon looks like, and I'm pretty sure that's what I saw. I mean, not biggins, but, you know, bigger than some of my dogs over here. Um, and he kind of motions towards his dogs, and you see 
kind of among the middle of the average mutts that he has is a chihuahua. Uh, wait a minute. Oh, we have that stupid uh, item from uh, the Zero that I want to do speak with animals. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So in session zero, I gave you four items after you defeated the owl bears. Um, I'm going to say everyone can pick one and we'll say there were just duplicates if you want. So nobody's limited to somebody else's leftovers, essentially. If no one else had said anything about it. I'll, I'll just take the coin of darkness. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. anyone can pick between any of the three items. Yes. Coin of darkness, dust of disappearance, and the coin with the paw print. And I'm doing yep. the coin with the paw print. Uh, yeah, so I found the actual details for that, uh, and it's like a ring of animal friendship, I think. So what uh, does it require mean? attunement? No. Yeet! Yeah, that's the thing with most of my fun little useful items, is I'm not gonna require attunement for every single one, because that, that's a lot of hassle. Unless you're an artificer! I feel like someone, before we launched into all that, was going to say or ask something. Was that just the insight check? Uh, I mean, like I said, I was I was wanting to I was asking about like what he thought the dragons looked like and whatnot. Then I was going to kind of insight that. But yeah, so he he describes them as gangly lizardy things with big old wings and big old claws and carrying over your insight check. He is exaggerating a little bit. you can tell, you know, these, whatever this is, be they little wyverns or drakes, which are, you know, unintelligent, or not unintelligent, but, you know, not technically true dragons, but close enough to be mistaken in the dark in certain situations, you know? That is he's the a little of what I'm asking. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so he's, he seems to be pretty much describing actual little dragons. Um, he's not able to give you a color description because it was dark. Um, he is an older human man. So the way he's kind of squinting, you're not sure how great his eyesight actually is. Got it. Um, but you were going to use Speak with Animals? Yes, so like while Xander was just uh, asking that poor farmer man so many questions that it's just like, poor man don't know shit. Um, she is going to uh, take the ring um, and uh, pull off her right glove and slip it on and like kind of twist it once or twice and uh, speak, uh, um, speak and cast speak with animals and is going to uh, hop off the horse uh, carefully walk up to the pack of the dogs and kind of uh, get down on one knee as uh, she looks at the chihuahua and goes, um, mighty protector of the pack, <laughs> we are here to assist you <laughs> in protecting the farm from those vicious dragons. Do you have any information that would be useful for us to help track them down? Uh, so I am. This is the Taco Bell dog, um, but my Spanish accent is awful, and I'm not going to insult Spanish-speaking people by trying to uh, bring that up without practice. Um, but the little, the little Chihuahua, uh, you, you hear immediately the entire pack is just like so excited that you're here, and they want like you are just suddenly surrounded by a cacophony of dog voices. 
wanting love and attention and pets and vibe checks and like sniffing at you and like sniffing at your horse and everything like that. And and the little chihuahua kind of looks at you and then looks over at the bull in the pen and says, well, I mean, I'm not the real protector. That would be the king over there. Oh, really? Do you have any advice before I go asking questions? I mean, treat him like the royalty he is, I suppose. I mean, that is the king. Do I just call him the king? And as she's asking this, she's like, jet, like, like moving around, just like her hands are just petting all the dogs. You're just getting uh, echoes of yes, 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 yes from all the different dogs. <laughs> um, do we hear Kaylin just saying woof, woof, woof over and over repeatedly? Basically, yes. Talking to the <laughs> uh, I thought the like... animals was just, I'm still speaking. It's just, I can understand them. I don't or know. I Why don't we uh, establish, um, I feel like it would, you know, I think it would be funniest to have it be woofs, but both people and animals understand. So it's like you're hearing woofs, but you're like, ah, I know exactly what she's saying. Because <laughs> I think it's funny. Uh, Zoroka right. looks over at Miz and he's like, Is she always like this? First time. <sighs> so I guess if I go talk to the king, I'm just going to be like, mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. But everybody else is going to understand basically what you're saying. You know how like Pokemon understand people? It's like that. <laughs> cool. Yeah. All right. She's going to carefully go over to the. Uh, pen of the king oh boy how kind of what kind of bullshit can you use for this um almighty protector of the farm we are here to assist your majesty uh in getting these damn dragons off of your uh land would you be willing to speak with me uh so i may ask you some questions your highness uh in order to facilitate the removal of those bastards um, you see his head just lift so high and proud, and he is flattered by your words. Uh, and he almost gives a little prance in place, like, you have you have made him so happy by giving him this praise, like, nobody's done this in a hot minute. Um, and he says, mm, you have my attention. What can I assist with in defending my kingdom? Aha. Uh-huh. Do you get uh, why his name is the king, though? It's the Burger <sighs> King. <laughs> Your face makes it worth every pun. That's three. Fucking Not all the missions are going to be this punny, but, you know. So the other ones are actually going to be funny? Uh, some of them. <laughs> um, she's going to, well, uh, as we heard um, from the Farmer Man, uh, you were attacked about two weeks ago uh, by those horrible little creatures. Uh, I was wondering if you had excuse me, better details on how many, did you see colors, do they come in a pattern, anything like that. Or even better, which way did they run to so we have a starting point to try to find them? Mm, there were probably... Two. I don't know if there was the same two every time. One is a little bit bigger than the other. I've only seen one the last 
few nights after that green man came, spoke to the farmer, and went after them. Uh, and he kind of like swings his big old head with his long horns and points towards a section of the field. And you can see beyond it, um, the other side of the field, there is a spot in the fence that looks like it has been very recently mended. Like the fence is several years old, but this looks like fresh wood, like something is busted through it at some point. Um, and he says... They're probably about the size of the dogs there. Um, bigger than Scrappy, but smaller than Scooby over there. Why are you like this? <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, I don't have well, to do this, but I do it for the, your sake. Uh-huh. Does that count as a pun? No, that's just references. They're just um, dog names. Uh-huh. uh-huh. I could have used Clifford. <laughs> Uh, all right, Your Majesty. Ooh. All right, Your Majesty. Uh, I appreciate you taking the time to speak with me. Um, I will gather my party and venture forward and see if we can't uh, stop these bastards from infringing upon your kingdom. And she'll like bow grandly to him and like back away, not showing him, like just in the bow, <laughs> backing away. It's like full drama. Um, uh, he is very flattered by this and gives a little nod and says, you have my blessing. Thank you, your majesty. <laughs> you are so kind and gracious, your majesty. And she's going to continue doing that and then get back to the rest of them and just go, talking to animals is weird. I can imagine that. Yes, we could all tell. Yeah. He, um, uh, he seemed happy, though. I mean, it seemed like he made his day. Apparently, he is the king, and uh, animals are also excessively simple, like some people I know, um, where all you have to do is flatter them a little, and all of a sudden, they're bending over backwards to do as you like. Um, there's at least two. One's bigger than the other, and uh, they came through the fence over there. Well, uh, Mr. Uh... McDonald, if there's nothing else you can let us know, then I guess um, I guess we can move on. Oh, there is one last thing I was actually curious about. He said uh, we had our compatriot, you had a, someone else from the guild come through here. Was that uh, what was the guy's name that we that we read? Um Yeah, I guess I didn't copy and paste the mission details with the spelling, so it's Haral H R A L. Um, you would all kind of know from like some little footnotes uh he is an average sized half orc man um he is a ranger yeah. so it kind of makes All sense right. that they sent him out there um but it also makes sense why they're not heard back from because of how weak rangers are uh it looks like- damn you didn't have to go there <laughs> yes he I did mean- so you said he was uh, quite useless i mean you haven't heard anything from him he hasn't been able to do anything for you well, I mean, since he went out there several days ago, um, haven't really seen much activity out here. Um, really only one of my chickens has gone missing, so I suppose there's been a decrease in activity. But that's still another one of my chickens missing. Was it Nugget? Uh... I mean, I don't name all of the chickens. Probably Tender. I'm assuming it was either Nugget or Tender or Strip or one of those. 
Boy. Um, oh I, no, those were some of the first chickens to go missing. I stopped naming them after that. You get too attached, and then you start crying over dinner, and when you're eating them, uh-huh. that is what they're for. Uh, quick out of character moment. Um, did we get healing potions? Yes. So each mission, um, you are restocked with up to three healing potions. These do not stack. Um, you will not be getting additional. Do not ask me how it is tracked, how many potions you have, but you will end up with three potions at the beginning. Like every mission, three. So distribute those how you want them. So it's three, three amongst the four of us? Yeah, I'll give you four. I'm used to running this with three players. I'll say four. So that's technically one each. Mm-hmm. Um, but they don't... You can buy more potions from the guild. They are not cheap adventurers. Well, so they're, they're cheaper than they would be anywhere else. But it's still just slightly above wholesale. Um, I think it's like 25 gold or something like that. So at your level, with the amount of money you're making on missions and stuff, pretty pricey, but it could be worth it. But you also just have stock ones from the guild. They're quality. Just basic. Y'all don't have a healer. (laughs) Exactly. That's That's why I asked. (laughs) Yeah, that's fun. Why do we need a healer if we have two rogues? That's all we need. Yeah, <laughs> they can't hurt us if they're dead. Offense <laughs> is a good offense. Yes, exactly. I like that thinking. I like it. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. Um, let's see. Anything else you want to ask the farmer? Can I ask him? Uh, so, which way did this uh, guild member go? Where did you see him run off to when he left? Um, he points across the field the same direction that King pointed you. Um, and he says, well, I've sent him down uh, that away. Um, you know, I've, I've patched the fence since the last time them critters got through. And I think he just kind of hopped the fence, um, you know, wandered off into the woods and I haven't seen him since then. Mosey on. All right. You all mosey on uh, down to the field. Um, you're able to walk in between the freshly planted rows, no problem, um, without stepping on anything that's already been planted. Um, you see that once you get to kind of the fence that has been repaired, um, it's had a few patches. This is not the only time this particular piece of fence has been patched. Um, does anyone want to do anything with this fence in this area before you I don't know, go to your next step I roll a perception check to see uh, you know, if I see any tracks, any footprints anything that may be around the fence that I can see, maybe we can see like footprints of like the dragon or whatever kind of what I'm wanting to ask too, but specifically if these things have like busted through the fence I want to see if there's like any like residue from what busted through like like cloth or scales or anything like that like on the fence okay so tracking as far as looking at uh and for like claw marks or like tracks to actually track them that is survival uh but i'll let you do perception first and then a survival for like actually tracking them because those are definitely two different things 
Okay. Um, but anyone who wants to can do perception, investigation, whatever you want for the first bit. Uh, but tracking actual like paw prints or anything, that's going to be survival. So I'll need two rolls if you're doing both. I got a 19 on perception. 13. 13. Anyone else? For perception? Yeah, I didn't. I mean, you. there's four of you. <laughs> is uh, this, 19. Is, yeah, I know. Is, there, is this oh. just... Oh no. Xander with the six. <laughs> right, my excitement about seeing dragons has just got me. I've just talked can't find anything at this point. Zoroka with the 16. Okay. So as far as perception, what you see is um I mean they're simple wooden fences. It would probably work well to keep a medium to large sized dog out, which has been kind of the size comparison that both the farmer and all of the other animals have given you. Uh, somewhere around the size of a medium dog is whatever this creature you are looking for is. You definitely, all of you, uh, maybe not as much Xander as he's looking at, like you kind of see some claw marks and you're like, yeah, okay, that's that's definitely been clawed up. Look at that repaired fence. But, you know, there's like some, there's a branch moving odd uh, in the tree line, like real far away. And it takes you a moment and then you're like, oh, it's a squirrel. Um, but the rest of you do that there, you do see there's there's some claw marks. They are somewhere around the size of something uh, maybe a dog size would leave. They're very sharp claws that have left these marks in the wood. A um, little bit has been dug out where they've kind of like, like there's been a point where they've just given up digging down, like it's become too much of a hassle and they just broke the wood. But you can see in different spots uh, as you go around, there's spots where the They've dug out, and the farmer has, like, dug more wood into it to keep them out. There's definitely creatures with sharp claws, a little bit bigger than a dog, trying to get in and out, trying to get at these animals, trying to get at this pasture. And if anyone wants to hit me with that survival check. Oh, and to break the wood, it looks like they kind of clawed at some of the weaker points. Like, you see the surrounding wood that whatever this was, uh, let me see. Ooh, natural 20 on that yeah, survival. Nice for Xander. Damn. <laughs> um, I think Kaylin... Yeah, I think Kaylin got the highest perception with a 19. You see the areas that were targeted and broken by these creatures were the oldest pieces of wood. Something was... Whatever this was, was intelligent enough to seek out some of the oldest chunks of wood and that's what was broken through so this was not just haphazard hey this is convenient i'm gonna break this particular piece it was you see the old old wood around it around the patches that the farmer has made mm -hmm. uh natural 20 on xander's survival um and a sad little six for miz i'm sorry miz what, what do my elf eyes see as far as that natural 20 for a 22 total, what your elf eyes see are tracks, for sure, leading into the woods. Um, there are a, a little bit away from the um, fence that has been recently repaired. You see a feather that could be from a chicken. 
and it looks not too dirty, so hasn't been rained on, hasn't gotten gross or anything yet. Uh, still pretty white, pretty recent, uh, and there's definitely a perfect claw mark. Uh, almost looks like a big old raccoon claw to an extent, but also something without the little thumbs that raccoons have. Um, could be a drake, could be a wyvern, uh, could be a whole slew of creatures, but the farmer's description is making some sense. Could very well be a dragon. With that 20, do we get a pretty good gist of the direction they're going and that kind of thing? Yep. You see a part of the underbrush. Um, It is about two feet tall. You see where it is not as dense. And the paw prints lead towards that. And there's a little small piece, like a little feather, caught on a thorn going into this little opening. And it looks like that was their escape route. Yeah, well, I will um, begin to track towards that direction. Uh, I want to actually, as we're going, I want to actually scoop up this feather that we just found and kind of take a whiff of it and just be like, yeah, I've got the scent. (laughs) (laughs) It's fucking chicken feather. I don't know. I don't know what that smells like. Dirt? (laughs) Like what does chickens do? It's a fucking chicken (laughs) feather. I don't know. Smells like McDonald's. (laughs) Fried chicken. Smells like a McNugget. Let's go. And you all tried to call me weird. Um, all right. The space that you need to kind of enter is not really big enough for people of your size to get through. Uh, Because I believe most of you are average too tall. But you're able to, I mean, you, you have like axes and swords and stuff. So you're able to kind of, you know, forge your own path to an extent and stay along uh, some of these claw prints. This would have been so much more difficult if you had not gotten a natural 20. Um, Because a few feet into the woods, um, even though the soil around there is kind of soft, like um, a lot of the like pine straw and everything is caught on the underbrush and bushes and stuff. So like it's pretty exposed dirt in some areas. You don't see any more claw marks. Like there's no more. And it's there should be. But there's not. But now you've got the scent of that feather. It is deep in your nose. You are (laughs) focused. You are focused, intense, guided by the spirit of this chicken that craves revenge (laughs) with a side of ketchup. Um, And you are following it and you see another little, just a little piece of feathery down that is leading you deeper and deeper. You all feel like you're being watched as you follow Xander in. There is something going on. These woods, I mean, Xander, you've grown up in dire wood. Like, there's a lot of woods. These are pretty thick. Yeah. It just feels off. Like, there's just something weird. I would like everyone to make a perception check. No, oh, no. Oh, boy. Oh, uh-huh. Better than my last one. Double, actually. 16. Wow. I think Ms. and Kaylin noticed this first. 
but you all slowly begin to notice in turn. Not only are you all feeling like you are being watched, like that is almost the moment you get a few feet in, there's just an off feeling. It's quiet. It's too quiet. Usually in the woods, you'd hear them. You'd hear birds, crickets, frogs, other animals, stuff flying around, birds, squirrels. It's quiet. Ms. and Kaylin are the only ones that notice. You get a whiff of something, just a faint scent in your nose, and it smells almost acidic, almost like death. But just for a moment, and you're not sure if you were just thinking that because of the eerie vibes of this place, or if something has died. What is acidic? In the forest? Doesn't make sense. Maybe it's just something that the farmer was using that is wafted in. But you also realize there is almost no air movement. The thick underbrush and the thick trees. There's no wind carrying anything. Anything you're smelling is right in front of you. I'm assuming we're not on horseback. No, I'm 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 assuming you left your horses behind at the at the farm like that makes sense like you're going into the woods tracking you knew that you left them behind like i'm gonna assume logical stuff caitlin and miz have hunted before and she just kind of looks at him and tilts her head and like puts her nose in the air and it's just kind of like you notice that look to her kind of nods his nods his head and he slowly pulls out a short sword and kind of turns to the uh the party just kind of looking at them doesn't really say anything uh, for the for the first time, Caitlin's hand ignites in that like bright blue light that you've seen multiple times. It's like a precursor to an Eldritch blast, and she just kind of slashes her hand in midair. And as she slashes, a sword comes out, Ooh. and she she like warms up her wrist and it's just like it didn't look like this. Xander, after seeing all of this, will just be like it'll it'll seem very very strange to the other party members. But Miz will eventually understand. Xander will be like, the weather seems to be very strange in this area, almost as if uh, it hasn't rained for a little while, but maybe maybe it's going to soon. Like, but as he's saying this, like, there's little odd sounds at the end of some of his words, uh, and little, like, ticks almost, to which it sounds like he's just saying that to Zoroka and Kaylin, but to Miz particularly, yeah, Miz will understand, uh, are you sensing something around here, or what? <laughs> uh, because, uh, you know, language that the two of us share. <laughs> so, so, Abby, at this point, do we, real, me and Xander, do we realize what uh, Miz and, and Kaylin are doing? Let me look at all of your shared languages. It's. I'm assuming this is a form of thieves' cant. Yeah, he's. Yeah, he's doing thieves' cant to to Miz at the moment, asking like, "Or should we be getting ready? Like, like, is this something something around?" And Kaylin Barry did specifically just go, "I do not like this." And it's like she is the most serious you have ever seen her since y'all started. Act, since you actually met, she's like legitimately actually serious, and it's like. Oh, now I can understand why you were a bounty hunter. Okay. So if you allow me, Abby, uh, mm-hmm. can I cast uh, False Life on myself? Yep. As Zoroka seemingly is uh, getting ready for something. 
doesn't like the he doesn't like the atmosphere that's being presented right now. Five extra HP. There you go. Doing all this, seeing all this, Xander is definitely going to reach down to the to the um to his waist and grab the the hilt of his rapier and like he like throws it so hard that he like throws it like out of its out of its sheath and then catches it with the other hand and then draws his draws the dagger in the other in the other hand. All right. I need Kalen to make a dexterity saving throw. Why is it always me? I, I, okay, look, I rolled a d4. It was one. You're at the top of the Discord. I was going down in numbers, and the L shape that you all appear in on my Discord screen, I rolled for it with my new fancy dice, okay, that I got at DreamHack. Uh Uh-huh. You're just... You're just being you for my handsome devil. <laughs> oh yeah, Ian sold the dice to Yoko, who gifted them to me. <laughs> All right, uh, that is going to be sixteen. Sixteen. With the sixteen, as all of you see something moving on this branch, like you know how a branch wiggles when a squirrel jumps off of it. Well, this is a bigger branch. And there's a lot more wiggling. And Kaylin sees it in time. I'm imagining you're not all pressed up against each other. So yeah. when Kaylin moves out of the way of this giant hornet's nest, that something has knocked trying to land on her head. Um, none of you are hit. But the problem it's is now there is hornet. a hornet's nest. Um, that is just erupted on the forest floor next to you. What is everyone's initial reaction here? Annoyance. <laughs> I, uh, I run and hide behind a tree real quick. A tree that's opposite of the hornet's nest. Kaylin is going to join him in, G- in GT the fuck FOing. It's like, nope. That is kind of, kind of, uh, dash away into the kind of into some brush and everything, but is concerned about the hornet, but is more concerned about uh, what has whatever has um, caused it to fall and is on the lookout trying to find what has caused that. And what is Zoroka doing? Zoroka is just simply standing there. Zoroka is the first to notice two whole hornets come out. And start angrily buzzing around their now destroyed nest. But it looks like this is a big old, old nest. Like, they were probably scoping it. You don't even know if these were hornets that belonged to the original thing or if they were just looking for a new nest. Whatever dropped this on you didn't realize this was not a live hornet's nest. It erupts and, you know, all of the, like, flaky bits of it look like in the moment you see a hornet's nest drop in front of you and everybody kind of followed their initial instinct, but then nothing else really happens. Zeroka then looks, he kind of looks over and he's like, come out fools. There's nothing here. It is not foolish to back the fuck up and take stock of a situation. It's just a hornet. We all have magic. It would be something easy to take care of if it came out. Uh, for your uh, for your uh, knowledge, I am actually allergic to hornets things, you piece of shit. So no, I don't want to be around them. 
That's canon now. She, she has made that canon. Uh, <laughs> <Yep>. It's canon. <laughs> uh, that I want to. I, I want to try and roll another perception check or something, trying to find what has caused this. Everyone, give me another survival roll. Let's see. Survival. Yeah, tracking stuff that is survival. If you look at the description, yeah, yeah. Um, follow tracks, hunt wild game, what guide your group mean? through whatever. Uh, that sort not of as, thing. Not as good as my twenty. Uh, out of character? No, Kaylin is lying. <laughs> you didn't have that. to tell anyone that. You could have just private messaged me, yeah. and I would have. I would have stuck to it. Is she going to do a survival check? Also, you don't have to if you don't want to. Too late. I already rolled the die. Well, that's fine. <laughs> Thirteen. Thirteen. Um, so this time, Xander has been a little bit more distracted, and Zeroka with a 21 on his survival, which is very good. Uh, I mean, he's stayed calm and cool through the whole thing, so he's not any kind of shaken by this, I'm assuming. Um, you see the next chicken feather that leads you to the next part. Um, there's no more tracks. You're realizing if there are feathers and the way they're kind of like scattered here and there, and there's a little bit of blood on one of them. It's possible this was taken through the trees up high, the way they've just kind of drifted down. And now they've just landed on top of things instead of being caught in the underbrush. It is on top of it. But you are all able to kind of follow that trail with Zeroka um, leading that. And after a while, you come to... It looks like a more open area. And there's a stream flowing. And as you're kind of looking around, you realize some kind of ruins here. Like, ancient. Like, not just pre-disappearance, but maybe three, four hundred years old. Um, most of them have sunk into the ground. There's ancient stonework. Um, but you see the base of the spring um, is, or the base of the stream, as you follow it upriver a little bit and see one last little feather. Um, it's kind of an open area. There's a few ruins with like fancy stonework that you see. And you see um, there's a big spring um, that is pouring down into a smaller spring. And that is what is feeding the stream. The spring on top is kind of in an elevated, odd position. And you see ancient stairs leading up to either side. And I have swapped you over to that map. And you can just barely make out the very top of this, backed up to this hill uh, with grass and trees all around. Um, there's a cave behind this elevated spring that has looks like a tree has fallen into it at some point. Zoroka is also the first one to notice everything around here looks deader. It's not as green. It's not as lush. Uh, you're now getting whiffs of that acrid, weird smell somewhere between acid and death and it's just bothering you you've never smelled this none of you have ever smelled anything like this but you can tell right off the bat if you inhaled this in concentrations it would probably be real bad you can see whatever this is now that you're all of you are realizing 
there's almost a very thin layer of some kind of almost fog as the source of this, um, just surrounding this whole area. And it looks like that might be some of what is killing all of the plant life around here. It's not all fully dead, which makes you wonder how long it's been here in this area, how potent it actually is. You know, direwood is, you know, lush and green and has a lot of hardy plants in it that thrive under various conditions, but this is nothing any of you have seen before. Um, We're going to leave this here with them encountering this odd spring ruin with a cave attached to it. Some kind of weird smell wafting through, and we'll pick that back up next time. No. Um, no. Next episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Gary, enter an outro here. Oh. Uh, shit. I, I guess I'm supposed to add an outro here. Uh, yeah, I, I've been quiet this entire session. Sorry, everyone. But, uh, Gary here with your outro. I feel like Kaylin and Zeroke are going to be best friends by the end of this campaign. But anyway, uh, if you want to ask the players or the DM some questions, hit us with that email. Email us at critsandgrits at gmail.com or send us a message on our Facebook page. As always, check out the people that have helped us out so far. You can follow Tithus on twitch.tv forward slash Tithus or his podcast, Technicolor Trainwreck. There's also Becky. You can follow on twitch.tv forward slash sugar puns. You can also follow Jess on the Momocon socials and uh, twitch.tv forward slash Jess Panda. Momocon socials, you can find Facebook, MySpace, Twitter, Instagram. Kyler, follow Kyler on YouTube at Fishing After Five. Our favorite sometimes DM. Also, we have our good buddy Jay, the voice. You can follow him on twitch.tv forward slash rush918. Or our other buddy, Ducky, you can follow on twitch.tv forward slash Ducky, please. Now everyone give a... Oh, I guess everyone left the studio for the night. Uh, have a great night, listeners. Uh, please send us those listener questions. <laughs>